Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Need to tug on her Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. You voted and you got it. I gave you guys on Instagram a choice because of no Married at First Sight this week, whether or not you wanted me to recap Real Housewives of Atlanta, the season premiere, or uh, the episode three of Real World Homecoming New Orleans, and you guys picked Real Houses of Atlanta. Now, those of you guys who picked out Real World New Orleans, fear not, I will be talking about it on Monday's episode, and I have a guest. So honestly, you guys might fare better than this episode, but hopefully not. I hope you guys will love both. I really, really love this episode. I thought it was such a refreshing way back with our girls. I haven't felt this excited about the season in probably a few years. So I was just like, I was so happy to be back. And we just got to talk about everything that happened. Like, this is what we want. This is what we watch Housewives for. Now that we're like, basically done with New Jersey and done with Orange County, gosh, it just feels like the the trash has been (laughs) emptied. And I feel like my house is clean. So let's talk about it. Um, they start off the episode with the trailer as they usually do with housewives, uh, premieres. And this is what I'm talking about with the difference between a good franchise like Atlanta and, you know, Beverly Hills. 
We get great trailers with Beverly Hills. We all know that. Those trailers end up being, more often than not, far more exciting than the whole season could even hope to dream of. And as I was watching the beginning and seeing the trailer for Atlanta, I'm thinking, oh, this is quite the opposite. Like, they're not really giving us much. And I don't recall people even being that excited about the trailer when it dropped. But we're getting a good season. So, like, fuck the trailer. Who gives a shit, you know? Um, the My Girl Candy. Let's start off with the taglines, okay? Girl Candy's up first. Hers is, I ain't never missed a beat. And a bag. Okay. Thank you. Top notch. Um, somebody allowed Drew to be back. Shout out to Cynthia and Portia because I'm not sure if it would have happened without them leaving. But her tagline is, I keep you on the edges of your seat. Okay. Marlo, Queen of Atlanta, finally, finally getting her peach. Her tagline is, I've always had the juice, but now I got the peach. And I loved it. It gave me chills. I was excited. Um, Kenya Moore is next, and she says, you're always living in the moment when you are the moment. Sheree, Sheree Whitfield, my girl. Spring or summer or September, I'm the one you'll always remember. (laughs) God bless her. And newcomer, newcomer Sonia brings up the rear with, I may be a newcomer, but this isn't my first race. (sighs) These are... A solid set of taglines. I can't remember we've had us having such a tight one since maybe like Potomac a couple seasons ago. I I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Great start. And I feel like usually at Housewives lately, they don't do the taglines until episode two. And I'm not sure what the decision behind that is, but I liked hearing them in episode one for sure. Um... So our very first scene is with Kenya. She's doing rehearsals with her partner, Brandon, for Dancing with the Stars. As she's taking off her shoes, I noticed that there was, you know, perhaps a whitish, grayish sheen to her feet. And the sounds of one Portia Williams rang in my head. And also on the television screen at the same time, there was an echoing sound of her screaming, Bye, Ashy! Bye, Ashy. There's so many references to the ladies that we've lost along the way. I mean, it was really just Portia and Nini, but, you know, it was good to to remember them in the better times, right? Um, So she tells us about her dancing partner, Brandon Armstrong, and she seems to want to make this child... I'm not sure how old he is, the uh, Pete to her Kim Kardashian, because he's younger, he's fun. And, you know, she's always trying to come up with some sort of relationship with a very weird man, okay? They're really milking this, or she's trying to anyway. And this, like, will they, won't they between Kenya and Brandon. And as much as I want to be annoyed, frankly, I'm happy that we're getting back to the days of OJ Kenya Moore, where she's trying to make a relationship work on camera that's clearly not a fit for her in any way, shape, or form. First of all, Brandon seems like he's fresh off of some sort of Disney show. Um, But secondly, he doesn't seem like he would have any interest in Kenya. You guys know what I mean? Doesn't... It's not making sense to me. We'll move on. Um, Then my girls Candy and Marlo walk in to greet Kenya. And Candy's like, as we can expect, she's giving money, but also casual. So she's wearing a a track suit, but it's Louis Vuitton from head to toe. She's got the Louis, like, (laughs) 
<laughs> slide wedges on. Uh, just a perfect candy form. Marlo walks in <laughs> with a nice, cute little pixie cut wig, dressed up as Kenya, who dressed up as Rizzo for one of her performances on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, if this was not an entrance, an entrevue into you stepping into your time as a new, brand new, full-fledged housewife, Marlo, I don't know what it is, honestly. We get a whole montage of Marlo Hampton's greatest hits from accusing Candy of being a lesbian to uh, telling Cynthia that Hey, Cynthia, you shop at Target. I only wear designer. My toothbrush is designer, okay? Marlo's sitting back in her chair, and she says, My name is Marlo. Excuse me. (laughs) My name is Marlo Patrice Hampton. I'm from St. Petersburg in Clearwater, Florida. And the producer says, Girl, there's no need to act brand new, Marlo. The people already know who you are, child. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Um, she is just, just a dream. She sits back in that chair and says, I'm a legend. And you know what? She's absolutely correct. After Brandon leaves, Marlo says, Oh, you know, he's cute. I think our babies would have a nice little curl pattern to them. And Kenya very sympathetically asks Marlo, speaking of a curl pattern, how are your edges? And Marlo says, honestly, her edges are thriving. And she reveals the news that she got a similar uh, hair transplant uh, situation as Drew did, where you grow your hair out. I mean, I think it's the same thing that they do with men, where they take a section of your hair and they re place the follicles where the hair is missing and so it's got like real hair which like tricks the body to regrow this hair um she says that her edges are thriving they looked great um i loved it i love the education for you know people who don't know what edges are there you go there you go now you can tell i don't know tell somebody so the ladies all sit down and Kenya keeps trying to throw out this, like, I have a crush on Brandon because we have so much in common thing. But then she asks Marlo what her love life is like. And she says, you know, like, I I do phone calls and maybe I'll go out to lunch or something. But I'm not that serious with anybody. Honestly, I don't even know what these men I'm talking to do for a living. And Candy's like, okay, well, people don't know what you do for a living still, Marlo. And Marlo's like, no, that's a lie. People know, you know, you're just going to have to come by the archive. Okay, check, check, check it out. (laughs) So Marlo then invites them for her to uh, her debut party for the archive. And we see her planning the party and she tells them that the theme is Met Gala. Now, we know with Marlo, one thing for sure is that when Marlo says Met Gala, we might actually get a real reference uh, as opposed to one Mary Cosby from Salt Lake City who, you know, what was her Met Gala? A red carpet outside of a, a dirty, snowy restaurant. Sorry. Sorry to you, Walter, but let's be real. So the plan for the archive is that Marlo's going to be renting out the clothes that she's previously owned to movies, people in the entertainment industry. We see her doing a fitting with Tammy Roman and, you know, it seems like it's going to be a potentially pretty successful thing, except for, you know, the sizing is obviously very limiting. This is only going to be for the people who are the same shape and size as Marlo, but okay, girl. 
Marlo also reminds Candy and Kenya that she dated a billionaire, so she's fine. And they're like, a girl, what? And in a confessional, Candy's like, Marlo dated that man like 10 years ago. So I'm just really confused as to how she's walking around with clothes. She walks around with clothes every day that are at least $10,000. Like, I'm just not understanding how she's been able to make that money stretch, right? Then we see a body. A body clothed in athleisure, joggers, if you will. And they're walking into this dance studio with just voiceovers. It says, hail to the naw, to the naw, naw, naw. And who gonna check me, boo? And let's just, uh, can we just go back in our mind's eye, Wayne's World style, like, doo 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 And because I watched this episode, the Who Gone Check Me Boo episode not too long ago. And let's I just remind you guys that the whole reason why they even got into that argument, why Sheree got into that argument with the uh, party planner is because <laughs> she was planning a divorce party um, from her divorce with Bob. And they were going to hire a poet who was going to do a poem about Sheree and blank. I don't know. Her new life as a single woman, I don't know. But they did not get in touch with the the party planner did not get Sheree in touch with the poet. So Sheree was feeling some type of way because they're like, how can this poet write a poem about me if they don't even know if we've never had a conversation? So this escalates. And that's how we got who gonna check me boo. See, the ladies don't know this impact. The the new housewives aren't going to be able to say, I came up with an iconic tagline or slogan because I got into it with a party planner over not having direct contact with a poet who was going to be writing a poem for my divorce-themed party. I mean, those are words that, like, so few people are able to say. We're really like very much out of an age where a woman can call another woman a slut pig because that other woman accused her of doing crystal meth in a bathroom. Like, remember those days and cherish them and hold them tight because they're never coming back again. Okay. Anyway, Sheree walks in right when they're talking about how is it that um, Marlo has made uh, Ted Turner's money last all this time and she's like oh this is a conversation that i want to get into let's talk about it um she reveals that tyrone her prison bay is out of jail and currently posted up in philly where he's on parole and she says basically you know is she in love Mm. (laughs) i don't know if that's so much the case it seemed more like a i've invested several years into this relationship and now that he's out i want um a return on my investment okay um she does say something about love conquering all but you know i've seen enough love after lockup to know that's probably not going to work out for you sis and i'm sorry about that well kenya asks hooray how the sex was with tyrone and she's like you know let's just let's just say it was quick (laughs) and in that moment like i just felt uh, just a rush of love over me just Four girls sitting on a weird black leather couch, just 
catching up with each other on what everybody's been up to, right? Um, then Sheree says that she goes to Philly like twice a month to see Tyrone, but they're now abstinent. And when they're like, girl, why the hell are you abstinent? And we see all these confessionals of Marlo being like, girl, you better spread those legs before he finds somebody else. Um, Sheree says that she is just making sure that Tyrone is the same guy on the outside as she knew him to be on the inside. But didn't she know him on the outside? Didn't she know him before he got locked up? Because, like, wasn't there a whole storyline about him and poss- him possibly talking to Nini at some point? Uh, I don't know, girl. This seems like a real bad decision. And I can't make sense of it. Kind of like Sierra. Like, you're a beautiful woman. And I have to say, like, Sheree, whatever she's done to her face, she has had beautiful, impeccable work done. And I think there might be a difference between when it comes to cosmetic procedures, what certain cultures view as a natural look versus others. And, you know, we don't really need to get into that. Just suffice to say that Sheree, whatever she's done, she looked beautiful. She walked up there with, was she wearing a stitch of makeup? I don't think she was. And she was like eating the girls up. She's stunning. Then Kenya straight up asks uh, Sheree if she thinks that Tyrone will stray. And she's like, no, I know he loves this WAP. (laughs) If we get nothing else from Sheree Whitfield, it's the ability to hear her say that I know this man loves my WAP. I love it. I love it. So then (sighs) Kenya reveals the state of her marriage if you can even call it that with that weird husband of hers mark and she says that he all they need to do is just have that man sign a paper but he hasn't done it they went on a family trip in june he hasn't seen brooklyn since she doesn't know what the hell this man's problem is but she's ready to like move on with her life for real and what is wrong with mark like other than that nose ring what's going on Do we think the nose ring might be like, is he getting some sort of metal um, like sickness that might be sleep seeping up into his bloodstream? I don't know, but something's very weird. He's weird. And like, we saw so little of him and even thinking about him now makes me physically uncomfortable. That's how weird Mark was. Then Marlo kicks the question over to Candy and is like, girl, are you and Todd having sex five times a week? And Candy's like, No, you would think we are, but actually, you know, we're just so tired. We'll get in the bed and turn on our favorite show. And next thing you know, it's like. (laughs) I don't know why I had to go through the authenticity of a snoring sound, but I went through it and I committed it and I hope you appreciate it. Um, Marlo gives some sage advice to Candy in a confessional and it was just, you know, why don't you quit two of your jobs and spend that time investing it into spreading your legs for your man and thank me later. Rules by Marlo Hampton. We've She's only been on screen as a full-time housewife. Three, four minutes. She's even provided Candy with positions that are uh, friendly for those who are sleep deprived. So, you know, helpful. Dropping gems. Dropping gems immediately. Um, Then we get Marlo at home. And (laughs) this was just classic. 
Marlo in just like a long gown, putting on lip gloss as she's telling her nephews to get ready. I also love how she was clearly pretending like she cooks meals for them every morning because they had like the the individual juices that I know she made her intern get. Um, you know, just get the big juice. If you're going to get a simple, if, if you're living a simply orange lifestyle, you just get the big jugs. You don't get the individual size ones. Also, they were eating off of paper plates. So, you know, I know that those are like a durable and easy solution for many households here in America, but I just had the feeling that like Marlo is not waking up and feeding these boys egg white and spinach omelets with mushrooms every morning. I just, I don't believe that to be true. And I also, with that being said, I like that she lied about it. I do. I have to say I'm sick in the head. <laughs> and I like that she was fronting. But she says, you know, we have to give Marlo props as a Monty, as, um, you know, giving these boys the lifestyle and the life that they would not have access to otherwise. And it's not even that their, their life is like, quote unquote, better. Um, you know, she mentions that she wants to make sure that they stay grounded because they came to her home, you know, like eating fast food regularly and staying up late at night and all of their lives are changed. Like she was focused on herself and now she's waking up at 6 a.m. to make sure they have their vitamins and they're eating home cooked meals or, you know, somebody's cooking them and driving a Rolls Royce around. So big changes on both of their parts and they're just doing the best they can. So right from the highs of seeing Marlo as a Munty, we get to the very low lows of Ralph and Drew and whatever the fuck they were doing this episode. Lying, scheming, girl, let's get into it. So I'm just going to say this because, listen, Ralph is a devil and we all know it. I think that, you know, Ralph looking at him in the car on the way to the gym could have benefited from one of those helmets that all the babies wear to keep their shape of their head. Cause like something is going on with his cranium, like on the inside, but really on the outside too. And I just have a lot of questions. Um, anyway, they're on the way to do a couple's workout with Sonia and her husband. I think his name is Aaron Ross. He is a two time Super Bowl winning football football player and Sonia is a four-time gold medal winning Olympic gymnast. She's a runner, she's a track star, okay? And they seem like a fun couple initially. We'll get into that later. But so in the car, they're kind of talking about how like, you know, we're about to work out with two professional athletes, but then Ralph brings up that he played uh football at Rutgers. Okay. Um, so then they ask Drew in the, in the interview chair, what position, is that what you say? What position did Ralph play at Rutgers? And she's like, I honestly don't have any idea, but that's just because I'm a girl and I don't know that stuff and I don't care about football. So she calls him while she's in the interview chair and asks him what his position was. He says that he was a receiver, I think. Then he's like, you know, but I never played. And her face is just like, (laughs) like she had no idea. And she's like, you never played. 
the whole time? And he's like, what do you mean the whole time? I was only on the team for two years. I'm like, well, yeah. So the whole time that you played, (laughs) you, you were all the whole time you were on the team. You did not get on the field to play. So then Drew says, baby, you're on camera right now. So say less. (laughs) And then she's like, well, you know, he at least made the D one team. So, you know, that's what counts. And it's like, I don't really care about this. It probably, like, if it had been anybody else, that would have just been, like, a funny, kind of cringy uh, blip. But for Drew, and especially for Ralph, it, it just really gave me the ick. So everybody gets together at the gym, and Drew reveals that she has now entered into a new career field that is... Given great success to many of the Real Housewives of Atlanta before her. Just kidding. She is getting into the weight loss sector. Um, bye bye donkey booty. Bye bye um, brick booty. What did Kenya do? I don't know. Um, hello, drop it with Drew. <laughs> oh Lord, back buckle up for this bullshit, shall we? So. She says that she has been helping drop it. The drop it with Drew program has helped people lose hundreds of pounds so far. So you guys heard it here first. Drew Sedora is the first person in 2021 to have found the key to massive weight loss. She says that they're doing a three week program, which like girl, keep your, keep the story tight, right? If we're going to do an elevator pitch, you're on the main stage, you're mic'd up and you're in front of a camera. Why did they not keep the story a little bit tighter? You're saying that it's lost. People have lost hundreds of pounds. This is a brand new program that is only three weeks long and it is including, uh, um, mood, uh, meal prep food and virtual and in-person workouts, right? We find out later that they're just testing out the food for the meal prep. So that's not even part of it. So you're telling me that in the matter of however short period of time since Drop It have withdrew has begun, people have lost hundreds of pounds over a three-week period. I wouldn't even believe that like 30 people lost hundreds of pounds over a three-week period if she had said it, you know? So Drew is, again, with the pitch, she's pitching it to Sonia like this is a program that she created. But then she says in an interview that people came to her with Drop It With Drew and she thought that she would be the perfect spokesperson for it because she's a woman who struggled with her weight. And then she's like, you know, we're national guys. We're everywhere. We're in Chicago, Atlanta, Florida. And that's it. Those are really like the the key places for Ralph and Drew in their relationship because she's from Chicago. They live in Atlanta. And when Ralph feels like fucking off with the family and going MIA, he goes to Florida, allegedly, right? Remember the Tampa story? So Drew and Sonia go up against each other to do some running drills. And we finally meet Sonia Richards Ross formally. She is, like I said, a four-time Olympic gold medal winner and the fastest woman to run the 400 meter. And I just love the subtle flex of the producer being like, oh, you won four gold medals? I thought you won three gold and one bronze. She's like, no, I won four gold. I just don't count the bronze. 
Now check that, okay? Um, as she's ready, she's got jokes, she's prepared. And she says that um, if she had really given it her all against Drew, she would have been halfway through Atlanta by the time Drew finished the drill. <laughs> then everybody continues to do like a circuit training situation. They're doing squats. They're doing, I don't know, something with barbells or some shit. And... <laughs> Sonia says in a confessional, how am I supposed to do, how are we supposed to do drop, drop it with Drew when Drew can't even drop it into a full squat? <laughs> Drew really played the fuck out of herself. But like, is anybody surprised at this point? Because she's still married to that man. So at this point, it's like, you're not even new to this, Drew. You're true to this. Poor thing. Then the husbands and wives separate. So it's Drew and Sonia doing their thing at the one side of the gym and Ralph doing his act as Johnny Goodboy with Aaron, right? So we finally get the tea. Jesus, Ralph, what is your problem? What is your problem? Drew talks about their relationship as though it's like good. (laughs) Good, I guess would be the word. It's not. And she tells Sonia, I mean, this is like a woman who wants to escape. You know how people say that this is a cry for help. Drew is issuing several cries for help and she wants out. She wants out of this relationship, but she's going to keep it cute until she finally can't anymore. So she tells Sonia something about how, you know, they've been going through it. She and Drew or Ralph and how, you know, they were at a low point, but as long as Ralph is going to keep up with going to counseling and going to church, then she'll stay committed into this relationship. It's like, hmm, that really shouldn't be the only thing keeping you, girl, but you'll find, you'll figure it out later. Then we get over to Ralph, who tells Aaron that he is in the process of writing a book. Huh? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Writing a book about being a stepfather. Okay. Cause I guess somebody saw the scene and a half of him like navigating the relationship between Drew's son and his biological father and was like, you know what? That man, despite everything else that we've seen on TV, we're going to take the one good thing that he's done and let him capitalize off of that. Great idea, guys. Great idea. So he says that because he was um, in the process of writing the book and it's so exhausting, he hired an assistant to help him. Now, is this an assistant like 
Bethany's assistant? Is this a ghostwriter situation? Is she writer girl? I'm confused as to why you would need an assistant when you're writing a book if they weren't helping you write the book. You know what I mean? Like that all together in the beginning is fishy, Ralph. So if we could say that Ralph's version of truth is maybe clocking in at about 28% accuracy, when we get to Drew and her side of this quote unquote assistant story, I think we're getting maybe 60% of the story. So she says that the assistant, she found messages over the phone of between Ralph and the assistant where Ralph was asking for, or the assistant rather was requesting to give Ralph a massage, like offering to give him a massage. And Drew was telling Sonia, I'm just trying to figure out why, how him, her being the assistant for the writing project fits into her giving my husband a massage to which Sonia says, yeah, girl, I'm trying to figure that out too. So then Drew tells us in a confessional that once she saw those messages between Ralph and the assistant, she took her kids and fucked off to Chicago to go hang out with her family and came back. So clearly this is something that happened fairly recently where we hear Ralph talk about this as though like, oh, here's my wife, my silly wife, who's like, oh, you know, I didn't tell you that you can't have the assistant, but... I really don't want you to like, he's acting like this is just like, Oh, just two typical issues between man and wife. Like they're the fucking King of Queens sitcom or something. So Sony asked Drew like, okay, so how did you guys rectify the situation? And Drew's like, Oh, you know what? He told me that if it was between me and his dreams and he would pick me and he would pick his dreams. <laughs> like, isn't that funny? And Sonia's like, uh, uh, okay, okay. So then Drew overhears Ralph continuing to yuck it up about how, you know, oh, here's my wife complaining. And she's like, oh, are you guys talking about us? And she's like, yeah, um, he, he was, no, Ralph says, yeah, we're just talking about our happy relationship. She's like, yeah, because we're happy, right? <laughs> and it's like, damn. Damn, there is no joy in this place. No joy. Nothing at all. Finally, we get to Kenya's house, to Moore Manor. Cutie, patootie, little Brooklyn. We can now see her face is no longer blurred out. I'm sure because Mark is getting some sort of financial kickback from it. Weird ass. Um, But she is cute as could be. She's talking. Absolutely adorable. They're cooking dinner with Brandon, her dancing partner. And all of a sudden she gets a ring on her doorbell and it's a beautiful statuesque woman in a fluffy pink dress, high, high heels. And she's (laughs) carrying with her a laptop that has a printed out piece of paper that says La Archive taped over the Apple logo. Just attention to detail and class all the way with Marlo Hampton production. So 
Homegirl opens up the laptop and it is a video invitation from Marlo. She is at La Archive. She's got the whole setup with the um, champagne flute in the foreground, the Louis Vuitton bag on the side, the La Archive logo in the background. Like, yes, ma'am, setting, dressing. Okay. And she invites all the women. Everybody seems to think this is impressive. Candy, Drew, everybody else, except for Kenya, who's like, okay, I'm going to need you to go back and tell Marlo that this is cheap. This is really half-baked. I'm not really loving the execution. And that poor girl's like, okay, this really seems mean. And Kenya's like, no, no, no. Like, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, very Teresa Judai style. And the girl's like, okay, I just was... I just had to press enter. I didn't want to get into all of this. So, oh Lord. Then we go to home with Sonia and we meet her family. She is a Jamaican immigrant who moved to America when she is 12. Her parents live with she and her husband and son. And they um, seem to be living a like pretty happy lifestyle. She's been living in Atlanta for about a year. Um, she's been working there for about two years, but they decided to make the move permanent. Um, we didn't really hear too much about like her family dynamics, except for the situation with her husband, because he wants to have a daughter. They have a four-year-old son. And Sonia says that she's really hesitant to... Uh, get pregnant again because the first time she got pregnant with Deuce, her husband dipped. Aaron dipped. He was pretty much an absentee father and she's just not willing to go through that again. Now her dad was like, you know what? I'll make the formula. I'll be there for you. (laughs) And I loved how her mom was like, you're not going to be doing any of that. Don't make promises that you can't keep. (laughs) I love them. And I, I'm excited to see more about her family. Her mom. Ooh, gorgeous. Anyway. Um, so then we go back to Drew's place. She's invited Candy and Sonia over for um, to taste out the meal prep menus that she's doing for Drop It With Drew because, you know, Sonia eats clean as an athlete. Candy eats. Candy eats. Okay. She's a restaurateur. Um, and so she invites him over and she does this thing where she's like trying to turn up or whatever. So she has everybody enter the house by doing shots of like green juice, just the evolution green juice that you can get at Starbucks. Like what is it that we're doing here? Are are those part of the meal planning, planning kits? Like, are you going to make the juice? Mm -hmm. She had a chef there, but the result, I mean, no shade to the chef, but I saw a lot of vegetables, but the result was just a couple of shrimp and some, some look pretty oily mixed vegetables. And, you know, Candy was like, it's good. We know what that means when Candy says it. I'm very interested in Drew's assistant, who I have a feeling will come up later. And that's why we were introduced to him. Um, So when Candy walks through the door, she's like not really wanting to take the shot. But this man, (laughs) he's got a full uh, script for the whole situation. And he's like, you know what, honey, it's a good, healthy libation, honey, to keep your taste buds moving and your hips grooving, Miss Legendary Burris. And Candy looks at him and is like, okay, honey. (laughs) I love candy. 
So Drew goes into her drop it with Drew pitch, another flop, and she tells the ladies how last year she was body shamed last season, particularly by Kenya, and that she had like a medical issue that she wanted to get fixed or needed to get fixed. But she was like, you know what, while we're there, let's just do a mommy makeover. So she says that that was when drop it with drew was formed and over the course of three weeks she was able to drop 25 pounds and Kenya, candy and sonia lurking her like mm, okay <laughs> you guys production did drew so dirty they show up before and after of Drew, something that clearly Drew had posted herself because they made sure to keep the pic collage uh, tag that you have to keep when you have the free version. So there's a before and after of uh, Drew, again, that she posted that is from three weeks where she says in the caption that she lost 10 pounds, not the 25 that she just told Candy and Sonia that she lost. They had the nerve to even put 25 question mark on the screen. (laughs) I love Real Housewives of Atlanta. And like, no shade to Drew, but like, did anybody really notice the difference? I don't think you did. Candy didn't because she said, you know, I see that she got a mommy makeover, but she's still a little thick. And God help us, like, this is Atlanta, and this is America. Like, ain't nothing wrong with being thick. Far be it from me. But, like, we're not going to act like this was a drastic weight loss. Um, and, you you know, 10 pounds in three weeks when you admitted to having a mommy makeover, like, how many of those pounds were the makeover, girl? You know? <laughs> like, let's let's ask the real questions, and I want some real answers. And don't... Let's not get Ralph to answering them because we won't know we really won't get any real truth there. Sonia in a confessional is like, listen, I want to give Drew the benefit of the doubt, but she's got to be like, she's got to admit that she's not keeping it a hundred. Okay. Then they try out the food. It was sad. And Candy's like, Hey girl, have you, uh, or Sonia rather was like, um, did Drew tell you what's been going on? Because Ralph has been really disrespecting the queen. And Candy's like, disrespecting the queen? (laughs) Like, what's going on? So Drew gives her, you know, just like another quick Cliff's Note version of Ralph fucking up again. And she's like, well, you know, um, Ralph hired an assistant who would text him, like, I'll come to your house and give you a massage. And Candy's like, oh, bitch, please. So Drew's like, well, you know, Ralph fired her or whatever. And then she says, you know, sometimes Candy says, you know, like as a woman, sometimes I do wonder if maybe I'm tripping or overreacting about situations, but this is not one of those situations. And then Drew admits, even though she just said three seconds ago that Ralph fired this woman, that she is still seeing communications between this woman and Ralph on his cell phone from time to time at all would would be bad enough so right in that moment ralph walks in and is like oh you know i think i understand what you guys were talking about Uh, what's the story here what version are you giving bitch i will knock you and your misshapen head right clean off of your neck to ask me what version of you being an asshole is she giving like as though she's a liar get fuck out of here 
Usanya tells Ralph, you know, I think this assistant woman makes your wife uncomfortable. So that's the problem. So Ralph tells the ladies that they went to two counselors and they can understand the situation. They can see his side. (laughs) Okay. And so Candy's like, these counselors told you that they understand a woman offering to give you a massage as a married man. Is that what you're telling us? (laughs) He's so stupid. If you're going to be a liar, be a good one. He's goofy. Don't be a goofy liar, okay? Because what a waste of time. Because now you're playing with my intelligence and I have a problem with that. So he then is like, well, you know, at the time what had happened was is, um, you know, you know, at the time my back was really hurting and even Drew knows this. Did you guys hear Drew literally saying at the same moment of he's saying that Drew knows this, of Drew saying, I didn't know that he had that issue at the time. So which one is it, guys? Which one is it? So Ralph's version of the story is that the assistant hired a massage therapist for him and that there was a later communication where he was like, oh, my back hurts. And the assistant was like, oh, you should have let me or you should have let that massage therapist do their job but drew's like "Mm, that's not really what was happening that's not the truth she offered to give you the massage herself so sonia is like okay so this woman candy first candy is like okay so this woman texts you what was your response and he's like well you know if she really wanted to shoot her shot then she would have done that they're like No, but what did you say in response to that? And he's like, well, no, no, no. Like, I didn't pick up the phone. And so Candy's like, what did you say when the text came up? (laughs) He's like, well, it was just like a throwaway. What the fuck is a throwaway? So Ralph says, like I said, that he was complaining about his back. And she said, oh, I should have gotten you the massage. He says that's not true. She offered to get the massage herself. So Sonia, again, is like, okay, what did you say when, what was your reply when she did this text message offer? And he says, oh, well, I just said, like, you know, I'm a guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't listen to that kind of stuff. What? What? So Drew's steps in and says that what Ralph's actual reply was, which it was, I'm a guy, LOL. And the assistant wrote, well, now I know for next time. And that to me seems like somebody deleted some text messages and there was an additional conversation to that, but okay, girl. So, um, we had a split screen from years ago with Sheree on one side saying hell to the nah, 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 and Candy saying the same in real time. So what does this asshole say at her? So Candy says, when you text back, Ralph, I'm a guy to a woman. The implication is that like, there's something going on. So like, if you attempt to give me a sob, just know like I'm a guy and something might go differently or further, you know, like, that's where we all think that this is going to go. And Ralph's just like, huh? So Candy's like, um, what's this woman's name? And Ralph says, assistant. <laughs> and Candy's like, oh, well, okay. Well, maybe she goes by a nickname or something. He's like, yeah, you know, like Candy, like your nickname. She's like, yeah, that's actually my real name. So thank you. 
And so then Ralph's like, you know what? I'm not going to have these conversations with you guys anymore. Like, where are the husbands? Where's Todd? Where's Aaron? Uh, I don't know. They don't need to listen to your fuck shit either. <laughs> like, I, I want to have a co- conversation with guys because what? They don't ask questions. They don't ask reasonable questions. They don't try to hold me accountable. Cool, cool, Ralph. Finally, it's time for Marlo's party, the archive debut party. She strolls into the space in a leather tube top and a, you know, one of those woolly, furry hats that Russian men wear or something. They're very chic. And her assistant is like, you know what, girl, I don't really care about how many costume changes you're doing. I just need you to be in the first look in two hours. And Marlo's like, yeah, no problem, right? Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Um, So everybody gets there. They're looking around and they're like, okay, this is obviously like a really nice space. It's giving Met Gala. It's giving Costume Institute. It's, you know, just mannequins right down the middle of this space where you can see all the clothes. And it's just very museum-like. The ladies all get there and they're like, yeah, this is nice. But like, I'm just confused. Is there going to be a runway show? What is this? What's going on? Why is J-Lo's Versace dress here? Like, what's happening? <laughs> so, um, after that, like, uh, Sheree and Drew meet for the first time. And Sheree's like, I've heard a lot of things about you guys. And Ralph is like, well, I hope they're good things. And Sheree looks the other way, away from Ralph. She's like, yeah, good things. Only good things. <laughs> so, the event was supposed to start at 7 o'clock. But it's now 8.35. Marlo's still in her chair. We see her doing glam. She is not anywhere near finished. She's got a fan to her face asking if they can take a break. And everybody in that room's like, no, Marlo. We don't have time for this girl. <laughs> so, then the other ladies are waiting for not only Marlo, but Kenya, who's going to be arriving late because she just got kicked off of Dancing with Stars the day before. And she seemed actually pretty upset about the whole thing. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. So the ladies are talking to Sonia about Kenya and Candy says she's cool with her, but Drew's like, you know, we had beef all season, but you know what? I'm not really trying to lead with that. I'm trying to lead with positivity. So I'm kind of over it. So (laughs) when Candy arrived or Kenya rather arrived, she's like, you know, this is nice, but I was hoping for dinner or something, you know? You rented out a ballroom with no ball. How dreadful. 
the references, okay? So Kenya tells the other girls that she feels like Marlo's going for a Paris-themed event, even though she spelled the name of the company, La Archive, wrong, and everybody's like, girl, you didn't have to bring that up. <laughs> so Sonia in a confessional says that she uh, learned French in high school, and she knows that it should not be L-E apostrophe archive. It should be L apostrophe archive and says, you know, if you can't get the name, you don't have to fit it to try and make it work. Just find a new name, girl. (laughs) I love Sonia. So it gets to 835, 836, 9 o'clock, 930. Finally, Marlo arrives in her first look. And she explained to everybody that the concept of the archive is that all of these clothes that they can see are hers. And in a confessional, Candy's like, okay, I'm 5'3", and Marlo's like 6'10". So if I were to try on these clothes, it would be like my daughter Blaze trying on my clothes. (laughs) Marlo's out. She greets people for approximately 45 seconds before she's like, you know what? I'm going to go and do my second look. And so again, they're waiting around and Sonia's like, you know, I just kind of wondered like what we could do differently. Like if there could have been clothes or like whatever and models or anything at all. And Kenya said, or Candy says, well, Sonia, that's what you get for thinking. <laughs> so in a confessional, Marlo says that she spent over $40,000 on this party, but that's like nothing compared to what she thinks she's going to make. She invited all the A-list uh, celebs and stylists. And um, I saw Angela Simmons and several people who purported themselves to be stylists, but mostly just seemed to not wear pants and wear sunglasses indoors. So honestly, like I haven't lived in Atlanta proper in quite some time. I don't know what the scene is, but if I had to like envision in my mind's eye what that scene would be, it would have been this for sure. Marlo says that she'll probably make 120 off of this party, no problem. And in a confessional, Kenya's like, you know, Marlo purports her to be herself to be a fashion mogul in Atlanta, but you know, I just don't know. There was no runway. There's no catalog displaying what was there. Like it just feels like a half baked situation. Like the mannequins don't even have wigs. (laughs) So then the DJ introduces Marlo to the party that she just left. And you know, we're already on our second look, but she comes out in this, um, I think St. Laurent, red leather outfit and the first thing (laughs) that Sheree says is that it looks like um the candies that her grandma would give her to keep her quiet during church you know the strawberry candies with the wrapping on the outside and shout out to Marlo on watch what happens live she's like you know I have to admit that actually was a funny joke Marlo does this whole speech about how the archive came to be which is Um, she's a woman from Clearwater, Florida, who never thought she'd make it to Paris. And then when she did, she found this dress that she really liked, but she was over her credit card limit for the day. So she asked if she could pay for some of it and then come back the next day and pay the rest and how she's always been able to make money. And, you know, she, uh, likes old money and everybody knows that wink wink and um you know it was a strange speech i'm not really sure what the you know 
the the crux of it was supposed to be, but it she said words. And that's all we can ask. In a confessional, Kenya says, you know what? I feel like we're not going to find out where Marlo's money comes from, but I have a theory that it comes from, you know, her spending time with men. Maybe not for sex, but, you know, money's exchange for spending time with them. Candy's got jokes and she's like, all I heard in that speech was about how she makes money and I'm just confused. So Sheree and Sonya decide to play double bone collector, run over to Marlo and tell her that all the ladies have been talking about the event and that, you know, maybe she needs to address it, especially Kenya. So Marlo's like... They don't get it, and I don't expect them to. You know, when you go to these salons in London and Paris, it's quiet. There's the fashions. You're just looking at them. You can look at the tags to see who it's from and who wore it. And I just don't expect them to get that. Like Kenya's new money. Why doesn't she just spend her time pressure washing her house? (laughs) How does Marlo even come up with shit like this? I'm obsessed with her. And then she says that nobody asked Kenya about her money and she was living at a hotel with a white refrigerator and driving Lisa Ray's car around. Now, I don't expect white people to know who Lisa Ray is. And I was going to use the example of she's uh, DeBrat's sister, which might help some of you, but not all. She was an, an actress and she wears a lot of white. And, you know, you can Google the rest from there. So while Marlo, Sheree, and Sonia are having this uh, conversation, they're over there, uh, Drew and Kenya are talking about the situation with the assistant. And Candy, in pure Kara fashion, this is why I identify as a Candy, she tells Drew, oh, I found that girl, okay? I went and looked through Ralph's tagged photos. I found her. And not only did I find that, I saw a post from when we all got together and talked about the situation um, that this girl posted, if I wanted to, I would. Sincerely, a bitch who would if she wanted to. (laughs) So Candy's like, okay, obviously... It's a little odd that all of this came out that, you know, she would post something like that during that same time. So Drew assumes that it's because Ralph had told her and she's like, you know what? I actually feel like that's actually quite a big betrayal because he wasn't, he told me that he wasn't talking to her at all. So Kenya tells Drew, you need to stay up, tell Ralph what it is that you're going to need to feel comfortable and let him Go from there. So Sheree and Sonia have officially activated Marlo. So they walk over to Candy and Kenya and Drew. And Marlo's like, yeah, we were just spilling some tea about you guys. And then she's like, you know what? I'm so disappointed for you guys to come over and talk about how you wanted to be fabulous. And, you know, how I copied the style from London to Paris and, Marlo goes over to Kenya and is like, you know, every time I have an event, you ruin it. Like, hashtag Kenya more hair care, right, guys? So Kenya's like, why is it that this anger is being directed towards me when we all said it? And Kenya, or Candy, rather, even admits it, too. Like, we all said shit. And (laughs) Marlo says to like drew um you know drew also says yeah we all said stuff and marla says to drew honestly i wouldn't have expected you to get it drew you know 
Like, I'm talking more about the money girls. I'm really upset with the money girls who are well-traveled. You know, it's not really about you. And then the funniest thing that I honestly had to rewind and watch multiple times over again is that as Sonia tries to explain what was going on, Marlo, without a word, gets up, looks at the back of Drew's head, and points. And then she sits back down and says, you have a French roll. <laughs> so then we get a side-by-side of a croissant and Drew's hairstyle. And, I mean, the French roll was, you know, it, it was a throwback for sure. It was the, like, little crystals that she put in the design for me at the back of her head. Like, sweetie, th- it's giving Bougetto. So Marlo's like, bitch, I haven't had a French roll in 50 years. <laughs> So then Marlo tells everybody, okay, why don't you guys all take a number? You can go around and tell me what you guys said about me so that I can read you guys. And Kenya's like, well, you're going to have to learn how to read first. And and Marlo says, well, bitch, you're the reader. So in a confessional, Kenya says, well, maybe Marlo should spend her time instead of sending used clothes around the country, she could start up her own company called LeBay instead of eBay. <laughs> so then Marlo asks Candy what she said, and Candy's like, I actually really love the event. I'm just confused as to how you're making money off of this, how this all works. So she says that she rents these places out to studios and that they charge like 25% of the retail per day that you rent with a maximum of seven days. And then Marlo gets 25% of that daily cut. So, you know, it's a pretty interesting concept. The candy says that nobody's about to make her look crazy for simply asking where the money came for all this. And Marlo's like, Oh, you know, what was this? Like a Birkin bag? It was nothing for me. That's light work. (laughs) And then candy says, You know, Marlo always likes to talk about how she saved money from a decade ago from this rich man. And, you know, I just feel like she must be really good at saving money, like even better than I am. So then, oddly enough, Kenya starts asking Marlo if her nephews are in private school. And she's like, no, they're not. Did you go to private school? And Kenya says no. And she goes to ask Candy. She's like, Candy, you're rich as hell. Did you go to private school? And Candy's like, no. And then she goes to Drew and she's like, did you go to private school? And Drew says, yes, I went to private and public school. And um, <laughs> she, says, <laughs> she says, well, I guess there are exceptions. <laughs> What is it that Marlo hates about Drew so much? Maybe I need to go back and watch last season. But oh my gosh, is it because she got that like shitty gift? Remember when she gave somebody an old wig for that party where they're supposed to spend like a good amount of money? That white elephant party? God, that's probably what set her off. (laughs) Anyway, Marlo says, you know what, ladies, you just can sit there. Continue to sit there, relax, keep hating. And then she walks away in her little strawberry YSL dress. And that's how you do a a premiere, you guys. That's how you do it. Take note. I am so excited about this season. Thank you guys for voting for this because I was was hyped to talk about it. Um, But thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you.